Hello and welcome to the Eminem podcast. My name is Murray Betendach, aka Mazza, and to my left here across the internet is the Duke, aka Mitchell Wooldridge. How's it going, Mitch? Hi, Mazza. What are you buying? <laughs> yeah, I'll take a couple of shotgun shells and maybe oh, a health potion. Oh, no, 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 no. We're sold out of those. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, only one of the, the few problems with Res 8, eh? <laughs> yeah. If you want to call it that. Actually, no, I, I, I really enjoyed I enjoyed that mechanic. But yeah, welcome to the Eminent Podcast. Uh, and based on our intro, I'm pretty sure you know that we're going to be discussing Resident Evil Village. Or is it Resident Evil 8? I'm pretty sure this is the eighth game here. Mitch? Yeah, yeah. I mean... I... I suppose it's a good time to talk about um, just how exposed you and I are to Resident Evil, because um, you've yes. played you've played quite a few of the games, right? Yeah, I played um, two back in the day, uh, and I also played the remake recently, which was brilliant. Um, and then I played Resi Four. I didn't get around to playing Resident Evil 7. However, I did watch an entire playthrough. I think I was just a bit too too scared to play that game, actually. <laughs> <laughs> if you can believe that. Yeah, 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 I can. Yeah. So, Murray, you've played a couple of the games. Um, you, you pretty much you filled in on the backstory. My, now, on the other hand, me, my exposure to Resident Evil, more actually, my introduction to Resident Evil was through the through the movies. Which right. I'm sure you'll agree is a fantastic way to get into Resident Evil. It's it's really the best way. Um, yeah, of course, it's, it's the, the pinnacle. The, the Paul W S Anderson films, which are just just pure masterpieces. You know, <laughs> uh, I don't know which. I think they've he's done about what forty seven of them by now. With kind <laughs> yeah. of no end in sight. I mean, you know, people talk about how great Marvel is. They've got nothing on the Resident Evil film series. But, yeah, I um... can really hear the love in your voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but seriously, folks. Um, no, no, uh, seriously, though, that's how I got into it. And it's funny, that's kind of the reason that I never got into the games, because, you know, you see the movies, and the movies center mostly on kind of a zombie apocalypse. It's really just like, you know, the Dawn of the Dead, you know, The Walking Dead, whatever, you know, it's that vibe. And with the only real sort of addition is that there's like a, some evil corporate force behind it, you know? Yes. But um, I was quite surprised because so a few days before we did your playthrough, I went and did a refresher course. I just watched a couple of videos, recaps of the previous games. And already back then, I was quite surprised to discover how how completely disconnected the films are from from the games. What? Um, yes. Cause yeah. You know, just based on what I'd seen in the films, because I don't remember a lot of the characters, but what I knew about Resident Evil coming into all of this before I'd watched any recaps was Umbrella Corporation, um, T-Virus, Zombie Apocalypse, um, and a couple of characters like, I guess, Leon, uh, uh, Jill Valentine, Chris Redfield I'd seen somewhere. And that that's it, you know? That that's what I knew about Resident Evil, but going into this game, you know, one of the first sort of comments I made when you started your playthrough was that like this this, it's 
portraying horror in a very interesting way like you have a very gothic feel and then that sort of thing like and, and i was like but this feels nothing like the films like i didn't know the games were like this you know that it was very sort of um puzzle solving oriented and kind of exploration based and it was it was actually more sort of anxiety inducing than just like outright blood and gore you know i mean that stuff comes later but like there's a lot of um, yes there's a lot of anticipation you know there's a lot of build-up and um there's a lot of like foreboding as well you get the the atmosphere really kind of tells you that there's something bad coming but it's not here yet you know you've got to kind of get to that you know yeah well this is this is what resident evil has always been great at doing you know is setting up these environments and really making those environments believable you know in in whatever direction they want to go um yes there have been some dud games in Mm. the past um that just haven't sat you know well with fans but it often is because of very specific reasons or yeah just just sort of not not great direction um like even even resident evil 7 is quite controversial for a lot of fans you know because it's it was first of all the first game that went first person um which didn't sit well with a lot of guys um but to others it was actually far too scary there was a lot of complaints that the game was just too hardcore um Mm. in that in that respect you know so this is one of the the reasons why i enjoy the series so much because often when a game comes out it's so different to what's come before you know Mm. um and yeah i would say that one of the best things about this game is its setting Mm. you know the the gothic well first of all let's start with like the whole start to the game is is quite a quick little like terrifying experience through a, a shack you know that that really <laughs> feels longer than it should be yeah. you know if you've played it once you you will know what i'm saying but if you were to play it again you know you would fly through that that section because it doesn't really mean that much you know in the great scheme of things but because the the uh, atmosphere is so well developed um it ends up being like this hardcore experience and then later on you suddenly you know the the sun is up and you're suddenly exposed to this village and this castle in the distance and mm. this awesome gothic landscape and yes. it's just so so good man so good but um yeah i mean this was a this was a great experience um playing it on on the ps5 and uh you watched the whole playthrough oh yeah most of it i think i might have missed about 10 10 minutes overall just a couple of minutes here and there but yeah, yeah, yeah I, was, I was along along for the ride and what a ride <laughs> yeah well i can i can really state like straight off the bat that the experience on the ps5 um was was really awesome you know the 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 game looks beautiful it runs brilliantly well there's there's no bugs there's you know it's just a well-oiled machine um finely tuned and um just overall a brilliant experience you know like one of the, the key factors for me actually is the dual sense controller um the haptic feedback and just yeah i mean just the sort of reception on on the controller in your hands with the guns it's absolutely awesome and it really adds to the tension too you know when you when you're pulling your left bumper to 
aim down sights with a shotgun, you get this immediate resistance, and mm. it really adds to the tension. You know, when when you've got like lichens charging you from from a distance, and you're really wanting to get a shot off quick, but you can't. You know, you've got to really give a bit more of a harder tug, and just that overall experience feeling in your hands yeah i mean it it really adds to the immersion um in, in my opinion but uh yeah i mean it's it's not really something you can see on screen you know you have to feel it to believe it <laughs> uh, i was meaning to ask you actually did that translate to damage as well like when you took damage was there a haptic response just just in vibration yeah oh, okay. pretty pretty standard standard stuff uh, i think they've been doing that since playstation 3 mm. actually no maybe even playstation 2 when the um, the dual shock controller came out, you know you would get this vibration every time you you get hit by by something or whatnot. And um, yeah, and I, I would say it's possibly a bit too much with the dual sense. You know, okay. like you you really feel this like vibration go down. You know, it's <laughs> like sitting in a I don't know in like a a four D theater and you get sprayed by <laughs> a water bottle when you really don't want to. You know, yeah, a puff of gas in the face. Yes, yeah. The sweet sound smells yeah. of the forest, you know. Yeah. But it, but it wasn't directional, was it? The damage, like if you're being attacked on the left or the right or behind, it didn't feel different on the on the controller. Unfortunately, not. Okay. No, um, it's it's like a general vibration. Yeah. Okay. And okay, so uh, so you did yeah. you did one full playthrough on? Is it standard or normal difficulty? Standard, I think, is it, what it's called. It was standard. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is pretty challenging. Um, I mean, I've I've watched a little a little bit of playthrough of other other um, <clears throat> of other gamers on the harder difficulties, and it's it's insane. Actually, I don't know how. I, I personally, I don't even know how it's possible to finish it on harder difficulty. I don't know how these guys do it. They're machines, but yeah. Yeah, because you see, the game has this really fine balance between challenge with with your enemies um and also the survival elements you know managing your inventory managing ammo and and like health that sort of stuff is extremely um temperamental is is probably the way that i would put it now i've i've seen other guys on standard difficulty have absolutely no issue with resources whatsoever but i would say like for me mid game to late game i was really struggling and you saw that you know yeah, um, it, yeah. it became like a major issue in terms of ammo yeah why and i'm not quite that? sure what, what why like because well, i've heard that other people also didn't have issues but like you were doing virtually all the side quests you were you were hunting down all the drops all the money and the, yeah well, this is it really yeah. struggling with ammo at the end of the game yeah this is this is it you know i i thought that i was doing a lot of exploration you know we were going through pretty much every little nook and nook and granny of the map, <laughs> and um, <laughs> you know, getting all the wells and and exploring every part. But they, I don't know if I missed something along the way. Probably, I probably did, or maybe I was just missing too many shots. You know, wasting too much. No, ammo. I don't think so. Because I mean, for for anyone that doesn't know, like Maz is a pretty decent gamer, and he he doesn't he doesn't really miss. I mean, yeah, you you were actually hitting most of your shots. Like they were they like ratio of like wasted shots to good shots was only like like what one to five one to six maybe yeah so this is this is the interesting thing the survival aspect of of the game 
managing your your weapons i think is extremely important so only using your shotgun when you need to use your shotgun only using your pistol when it's appropriate to use your pistol you know Uh, your sniper rifle things like that you know trying to avoid using a certain gun when you could use another i think is very key to this game especially at at the more hardcore difficulties so knowing enemy types i would say is is quite important um and also the components that you can attach to these guns you know like do i opt for this extended mag on this pistol or do i go for you know the 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 hair trigger for the shotgun right right but but i've only got 20 grand and the extended mag costs 18 you know like what what do you go for and i think all of this plays a big part for those higher difficulties you know yeah getting to really know the game is important and um this is why resident evil is such a great franchise uh including uh, of course the puzzles now i will say and this might be an unpopular opinion, but I would say that the puzzles for me in this game compared to, say, Resident Evil 2, you know, it's not that they were bad. No, on the contrary, they were very good, but they maybe were a little bit too easy, you know, quite uh, quite easy yeah. to figure out straight off the bat. Um, but yeah, you still got those, you've got those like classic Resident Evil moments. Um, and... Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, lots uh, of it's, lots it's... of tentacle tentacle monsters. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and of course, you know, the Duke, come, uh, you know, like the merchant returning to the game is very much like Resident Evil Four. Right. The combats, the combat, um, the, you know, style there being a lot more action in this game is very much like Resident Evil Four. And yeah, just a gen- general great experience, you know, mm. a great return to form. Yeah. Like what percentage completion would you say your playthrough was? I'm 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 gonna go with maybe like eighty percent. Yeah, I I would say, geez, I'm actually not not close to that number. <laughs> um, you know, I, I like to platinum games, but this one for me might take a bit more time. Well, no, it definitely will take a lot more time. Um, it also takes a bit of, like I said, you know, getting to know the game for the harder difficulties. Because I think one of the trophies on playstation is to beat the game on like hardcore difficulty Uh, or something and um you know there's a lot of medals in in the door sorry not medals i think they were called challenges in in the game like if i was to give a completion percentage i would go as low as like maybe 60 percent you know because there's a lot of hidden stuff it's also the multiplayer aspects um which personally I haven't given a chance with yet. I'm I'm, not, I'm sort of not that interested in it, uh, to be perfectly honest. Just because I play Resident Evil for the story more than more than anything else. Mm. But yeah, sixty percent is is where I would put put myself at. And okay. and for me that's actually a great number. Like yeah. if if I go above fifty percent, I sort of find myself like happy, knowing mm. you know that that's a good that's a good end for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was. Games, I, yeah. I actually just kind of meant like um, on, just just on the first playthrough in terms of exploration, in terms of finding secrets, of um, you know getting the treasures, that sort of thing. Because I think you actually yes. did most of what was available. There were just a handful of, a handful of uh, not areas so much, just like individual rooms maybe that weren't explored fully. Um, you did all the yeah, treasures. Yeah, the castle I know that specifically. Much. Yeah. 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 The um. 
the um, what is her name now? The the Dimitrescu. Yes, parcel. Dimitrescu. <laughs> yeah, but we kind of discovered that um, that the castle was kind of hard locked late game, or at least after you leave it, you couldn't really go back. Yeah, it seemed it seemed like that was the case. I'm not sure if maybe we just missed a side entrance yeah. potentially. Um, but we did backtrack through the the sort of main entrance that you go when you know when you first enter the castle, mm. and that had a drawbridge that was just up, um, and it didn't seem like there was a way to lower it. Mm. But um, perhaps there was, you know. Uh, otherwise, the side entrances that we did go back to. The one led down to a treasure in some some other dungeon. Um, you you remember that when you have to light a zombie on fire or a lichen on fire? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was such a great puzzle, man. Yeah, I think yeah, that, that was like one. one of the best actually of the game. It was actually, <laughs> but, yeah. But um, yeah, and then and then like the side entrance that I think you exit the 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 castle from after the big fight. That um, that. Yeah, that that seems to be locked down, and I'm not sure if maybe we just missed something. You know, mm. it's quite possible. But I I do know that with this game, if you don't complete something initially, it does sort of get hard locked. You know, uh, in certain areas. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of upsetting. I hate it when a game does that. Yeah. But okay, so it's it's very strange. But yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So okay, you already mentioned that the game looks beautiful. Let's let's talk about that a little bit. Let's look, talk about the the actual uh, like the building blocks of the game so things like um obviously the the graphics the setting the sound design voice acting things like that so what what were your thoughts voice acting brilliant i i believed pretty much every character um you know the the, the performances by the voice actors themselves were extremely believable um I would say that I I'm not the biggest fan of Ethan, <laughs> and I'm not <laughs> yeah. sure if it's the character or if it's the the actor. I don't yeah. think it's the actor. It might be the script. <laughs> I don't. It felt like a bit of a combination of both because yeah, I was gonna save him for later, but um yeah, he was a right. bit of a wet blanket in the game. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. His, but, his okay, we'll zingers, get to him. His, we'll his, get his to little, him. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was saying we we will get to him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's save him for later when we actually delve into the nitty gritty of the game. So yeah, carry, yeah. On, carry on. Let's talk about the uh, characters. All yeah, characters are all believable in my opinion. Um, I enjoyed, I enjoyed them all. I I wish I could have seen a bit more of some than others. Um, for me, probably the weakest of the lot would be Moreau. Um, of the villains, you mean? Of the villains, yes. Right. But um. But at the same time, you know, Moreau's story is quite quite sad and quite yeah, tragic. Yeah, I found that you quite know? like quite moving in certain ways. Like, um, I was thinking about this um just over the weekend actually. That like, um, it's it's not it's not quite exactly like this one for one. But I thought it was interesting how they were kind of going for, um, kind of like you know, like the seven deadly sins. You know how each villain kind yes. of represented an evil, like a like a paragon right. of evil, and you had like Moreau who kind of was a paragon of uh, I guess like gluttony and things like self-doubt and self-hatred low self-esteem you know you really pick that up from the character and like all the different lords kind of represent these different aspects of of the evils of humanity and that sort of thing yeah and Moreau always looking for um Lady 
or sorry, not Lady Mother Miranda's um, approval, you right. know, yeah, or her attention, you know. Yeah, so yeah, I, you know, it's coming to think of it, like for me, he's not actually the weakest. I just, I just like I, out of all boss encounters, for, in terms of the, like the villain characters, I would say that that he was probably my least favorite. Um, but it, for me, actually, the weakest character of the lot is probably the the relationship between Ethan and Mia. Right. Um, and I'm not sure if it's, you know, I don't think I've actually ever liked Mia in from Seven as well, you know. But um, at the same time, we don't actually see a lot of her to begin with. But Mia is still alive later on. Right. Um, and yeah, I I just find I find her quite annoying in in context with like Ethan. You know, it's just Ethan's like gone out of his way and bloody blah, blah. But of course, at the time, like we don't know that it's Mother Miranda who's Mia. You know. Mm. And actually, at the end, we we notice a lot of concern for Ethan from Mia. So I thought that that was actually quite well done. Um, you know, it's really hard for me to to actually say like that this was a weak character or this is a good character. You know, that it really is a brilliant game and mm. a great series. You know, a great you know trilogy as well. Yeah, you put it like that. Yeah. Well, it's it's something that that you know you and I were talking about when you finished your playthrough, which I wanted to discuss here was. Um, it's a bit of a bit of a double-edged sword in that it's it kind of breaks the immersion for me a little bit, but at the same time, like you just said, it actually makes the game really incredible in its own right. Is how this game in particular kind of traverses pretty much all the different horror genres. Yes. Going in between the different uh, sort of boss areas. So, like you you mentioned, there's a so there's a prologue. We'll do just a very brief recap. So there's a prologue where. You know, you've got Ethan, Mia, and Baby Rose in their home, and everything's wonderful. They're having dinner, puts the baby to sleep, and then all hell breaks loose. And the story starts, and next thing you wake up alone in a forest at night, which kind of now conjures up, like, Blair Witch Project, you know, um, Alan yes. Wick, that type of thing. Like, being stuck in the middle of the night, in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, you can hear things in the forest around you. There's, like, footsteps, cracking of branches cracking of leaves you know something's stalking you you know it's like a real real uh kind of a hunt hunter prey horror type of scenario yeah and then, that's for sure <laughs> and then from there you end up in the village which does it even have a name do we know what the village's name is offhand i can't i can't say i actually can't remember i don't know yeah I, I seem to remember maybe there was a sign somewhere in the village with its name but honestly i don't know i mean if anyone knows yeah wants to tell us in the comments what, what i nice do know is that the setting is based in romania as far as what what we know i think that that is i don't know if capcom is actually you know explicitly said that it is based there or if people just got that from like dimitrescu's name yeah. you know Apparently, is quite is quite uh, Romanian, yeah. but uh, Beneviento to me that's like Italian, sounds more it? Italian, yeah. you know. So, I mean, it's hard to say. Yeah. So it's difficult to kind of place it in a specific real world setting, but but yeah. So but like, I would go with Romania, yeah, yeah, for sure, or whatever the Transylvania. If you're going for the full <laughs> Dracula thing, but I mean, yes. so you end up after your little forest um, venture, you end up in the village. 
and that's when it starts to become light and that's when it switches to full gothic you know where you see you're in these snow-covered mountains with forests and even the village itself it's set in the modern day but it really feels like kind of like an 18th century uh, or like a, like a 19th century sort of pre-industrialized city but it's not we know it's not because there's there is sort of technology there's things like i think some people may have phones or something yeah um, there's i think there's electricity i'm not sure about that though yes yeah there is but i mean it looks it like is, an yeah. like an old sort of a medieval village you know and you've got a castle up in the mountain you know and then almost immediately off the bat you're attacked by werewolves and then you find out once you get to the castle that there's these vampire-esque villains there that are trying to drink your blood yeah you know that's so it's the game. sort of going into the real gothic vibe and then um so after that like you, you kind of get sent to these these different boss area the the lords of the houses they're sort of regions surrounding the village and it's yeah so it's interesting how each one kind of comes to to portray another uh, uh, horror genre trope you know so when you go to um, the house beneviento i mean then the game kind of turns into like a haunted house you know kind of a dull nightmarish type of thing you know with um, <laughs> at least i don't know about you but with my favorite sequence in the entire game which honestly scared the pants off of me <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you weren't even playing <laughs> i wasn't even playing but i mean I, I would argue that it's actually worse for me to watch it you know because <laughs> at least you you kind yeah. of had the benefit of of focusing more on like what buttons to push you know whereas i was sitting there with my bowl of popcorn just watching all this shit happen <laughs> <laughs> it is honestly one of the most frightening experiences yeah. um, we're of course that, talking about the, the the baby monster yeah, the, the, fetus, the PT, yeah, Silent Hill vibes, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that was terrifying, man. But it was so well done. Like, you can't you can't mistake being terrified for, like, not enjoying the experience. No, The experience is, was really enjoyable, it. you know, yeah. I loved it. But, I mean, that whole sequence is very, you see, you've got the dolls and mannequins, and you've got the, you've, they're even threw a well in there for good measure, so that kind of conjured up forms like the ring you know yes exactly yeah even with the the little film section there where you've got yes. to watch a film yeah to, you're right yeah to understand where to go next and what so that that was a great um section for puzzles actually yeah In you know fact, you've got to you've got to tweak with that doll on the the table and like pull certain things out and check what's going on and yeah it's yeah. very cool in fact i would actually go as far as to say that from you know an audience standpoint as someone who was watching you play that was that the house beneviento was probably my favorite part of the entire game yeah i i agree i yeah for me so basically like all of these boss areas surround a hub section where you've got your merchants and you can run back into the village and and experience like something different you know every time you know like like one of the big werewolf monsters, there's a boss fight there. If you go back to Louise's house, and right. you know something, something, something different appears um, as you progress through the game. Um, but you know, for me, I really would have enjoyed a bit more of the castle. Um, yeah. Even with you know, I was actually happy that that Lady Dimitrescu was an early boss, and that you sort of get rid of her quite quickly. 
but perhaps more stuff in the castle would have been nice after her death you know like maybe maybe another boss or so and I, I will say this just just purely based on the fact that the ending sequence with Heisenberg through the factory was probably my least favorite part of the game mm. and I'm not quite sure if that's an unpopular opinion or not but but because the game had this great gothic feel you know the factory section just felt a little bit out of place you know um mm. but it's also classic res uh, like capcom resident evil you know right uh, even like res 2 you know we go from from the police station down underground into like this whole subway section and stuff and uh, you know it's it's just so classic that these end sequences always take you away from from the the overall experience you know but not necessarily in a bad way. But this time around, yeah, I, I don't know if I enjoyed it so much, you know. Also, like, yeah. the end boss fight with Heisenberg's this massive, like, tank battle, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a mech fight, essentially. It's a mech fight, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you've I got, mean, like, your, your 108 howitzer cannon on the back, you know. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> well, this, this brings it back to this thing of traversing the horror genres, you know. So... Yes. Yeah. I mean, so after the after House Benevienta, then you make your way to to the swamp in the mine where Moreau lives, and then it right. kind of takes on that very kind of Cajun swampy sort of horror, you know, where I'm yeah. off, I, I, at that part. I mean, I think it was a letdown for me, only in the sense that they didn't kind of embrace that fully. Like, I, it would have been nice if you'd had like like alligators and snakes and you know, like walking sort of knee deep in 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 marsh you know that type of thing you know yeah that would have actually yeah you, you're battling part. your invisible like that's the trope of you battling like this underwater invisible enemy that jumps up and like you've got to kind of avoid it exactly yeah because he turns into like a huge monstrous fish you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, which is a little silly actually but i mean it's, it's a little silly it is what it is but that whole sequence then ends with a big boss fight where you actually just take him on full on, you know. Um, yes. Which was actually, I mean, I that's... mean, it was quite a cool fight, actually. Yeah, he's an interesting boss, you know. Yeah. He had, like, the poison rain kind of thing going on. And, <laughs> I mean, it was it was quite quite believable, I would say. Yeah. Also, like, pretty, pretty anxiety-driven, you know. You've got to run away from him and he chases you down and basically vomits all over you but <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it it was cool it was cool 